Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Shanu Prasad and I'm very excited to be joined today by Alex Elliott Howery and Jamie Edwards, who are the authors of the fantastic new cookbook, Use It All, um, aka A Corner Smith Guide to a More Sustainable Kitchen. Welcome both. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. Um, when I heard about the third Cornersmith cookbook, I was very excited. And then when I got to see it in person, I was more excited because it is beautiful. And then when I started reading it, I was really, really excited because I was like, oh my goodness, this is 100% the cookbook that I need in my life. Um, so thank you. Thank you for writing it. I appreciate it. And I know that all of the customers that have already bought it are definitely going to, and the ones that are about to will also appreciate it. So could you please start by just telling us, just for anyone that um, may not be as familiar with you as I am, um, a little bit about yourselves and um, sort of, you know, what led to this, this cookbook coming into, uh, into the world? Um, so, well, um, I, my partner James and I own Cornersmith and we've got, we started off with a little cafe in Marrickville and it, uh, probably about eight years ago now and it grew into, I don't know, quite a, like a, like a little hub of a business pretty fast. Um, so we opened the cafe with this kind of ethos about seasonal food, um, knowing where your food comes from, reducing food waste, kind of drawing attention to being more thoughtful, I guess, and mindful about where food comes from, how you're purchasing it, how you're producing it, what you're eating, um, and being really involved in the community as well. Um, and then we had, we're really, I was really interested in pickling and preserving, so that kind of became part of the cafe. Pretty quickly we grew into having a picklery, which is where we make all our pickles and preserves, um, a cooking school, and uh, now we've got another cafe in Annandale as well. Um, and I guess along the way, um, the cookbooks came along and both those first cookbooks that we made were very much about um, pickling and preserving and how to kind of eat like Cornersmith, basically. Whereas this book um, that Jamie and I have written together is sort of like almost before Cornersmith in a way. So it's Jamie and I at home rather than the Cornersmith cookbooks. So it's all the ethos of Cornersmith for a really domestic setting. Oh, that is a great elevator pitch. That is really, <laughs> really wonderful. And for anyone that might, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a Sydney sider, you have undoubtedly been to Cornersmith or tried to get into Cornersmith and realised that you'd have to wait till the next meal time to actually get a seat. Um, <laughs> Uh, which, uh, which is why the cookbooks, the first two cookbooks are fantastic, as you say, because you can actually, um, you know, if you, if you can't wait, you can actually go home and make, and make those meals. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this, this third one, as you said, is more for, um, for bringing that ethos of, of, of being sustainable. And as you said, use it all. It's literally, the name of the book is really what the whole book is. Um, Jamie, how did you become involved in this particular, in this particular cookbook? You've known, you've known Alex for, for a long oh, time, yeah. is that right? Hundred years. Hundred years. <laughs> um, we met in our twenties. We had babies, kind of quite young, um, and we. I, mean, I suppose this this book particularly is a development of a really long-standing conversation that's been happening between us. Um, and I've been working. Uh, with Alex and James and for Alex and James for nearly as long as Connor Smith has existed. Um, I haven't been involved in the other two books, but Alex asked me to do this book with her and I was delighted because I really did see it as a, a way to yeah, continue that 
that conversation about what's for dinner, how to manage our kitchens as working parents, um, how to bring in that ethos that they, um, at St. James has so beautifully um, been able to express in the cafes, but for people to do that at home and how we live. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've, you know, like Jamie, Jamie is right. We honestly, every day that we work together, Jamie asks me what's for dinner tonight. So we have literally been having the same conversation <laughs> for 10 years. And along that way, the conversation for us isn't just about what do we want to eat, but why are we eating that yeah. or um, why it's important to eat like that. So whether, you know, and over that 10 years, we've gone in and out of being like, okay, at the moment, I'm really interested in talking about meat production or I'm interested in talking about how to reduce the food waste in the kitchen or, you know, I want to, uh, I need to save more money now. So all of those conversations have kind of rolled into one. And I'm really excited about this book because you forget all those conversations as well. And it's all in one place. Like I want it to just be in print right this second so that I know what's for dinner as well. (laughs) And it is Um, an accumulation of all those conversations and all those obsessions. And also mm. we've come out the other side of a lot of those obsessions where we, you know, we've had times where we've, we've put restrictions on our own eating habits and it's really, really local. And, or we have, um, you have the vegetarian yeah, phase or the, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It is. Yeah. And we have kind of resolved a lot of those things to make it much more workable for, for lives, for real lives. And I think for busy urban lives yeah. as well. You know, like we're not, Jamie and I are not kind of the aspirational Instagram cooks and mummies at <laughs> yeah. all. Like it's yeah. very real life in our houses. And because we teach, Jamie and I both predominantly teach at the cooking school is our role at Cornersmith. So we are having conversations with, um, people all the time about food and how people shop and the uh, kind of a lot of lack of knowledge that people yeah. have in their kitchens and we'll tell them little tidbits that we do and you know mind blown so I guess <laughs> it was kind of that conversation that made us realize what the book needed to be yeah and I think you you get that from the book like even from when you open I mean I love the the, the photography in this is fantastic um, it's beautiful it's thank you such a great yeah, yeah you're such a great photographer but even when you open it up and you get past the you know the the front title page and you open it up and you're like oh that's not a that's not what I usually expect to see there's like 15 well eight sorry eight shopping baskets yeah and yeah. you just see okay shopping basket one two okay and then you just see these beautiful fresh um no plastic anywhere uh fruit and vegetables mainly and yeah. you just think and that's I think where you kind of go oh okay this is not going to be the normal kind of, of yeah book so yeah. how did you get to um, the point when you were thinking up how you wanted to, you know, make the kind of cookbook you wanted to make? How did you get to the point where this is where, you know, you've gone, let's break this up into like different chopping baskets rather than as you, you know, as you normally expect, you open a book and you see, here's a recipe, here's another recipe, great recipes, sometimes done by theme or by, or by ingredient, but this, this is a different approach. Yeah. Um, I think it, we, it, because it has come out of these conversations, like how can we, how can we reasonably put really good food on the table night after night after night and be busy year after year? year, after year. <laughs> yeah. We love food. We genuinely love food. We want food to always taste really good. We are really good cooks, but we are not turning out um, restaurant food every night. We're turning out family meals or on the nights when we were by ourselves, we're boiling an egg. Boiling an egg. Yep. <laughs> you know, we've <laughs> flavoured some, 
simple food and how how is that actually achievable and it's not achievable when it's just one gorgeous sophisticated recipe after another which are a great pleasure in themselves so but we wanted to do something that was a little bit more of a guide to how can you eat night after night kind of like a meal planning without being meal planning yeah and i think the things that um i think are really important about understanding how to be more sustainable in the kitchen is not necessarily setting all these rules and then sticking to them like that you run a sustainable zero waste kitchen it's unachievable so we wanted to get people to think about eating seasonally which is why we set it up in the baskets because yep. actually seasonal fruit and vegetables all go together just naturally by themselves mm. because that's how the seasons work eating smaller amounts of meat is really important so we put a little bit of protein in each basket not having a thousand things in your pantry, like actually using what you've got, which is why we just had, you know, one or two pantry staples in each basket as well. And we really wanted, we, I mean, I think Jamie speaks really nicely about it throughout the book as well, but the, um, this idea of really understanding and celebrating each ingredient actually makes you be a better cook. So knowing that it's flavor profile, knowing it's nutritional makeup, knowing how to use the entire thing, that kind of makes you, a good cook, it makes you creative in the kitchen. Mm. So we wanted to, like, yes, there's lots of ideas and waste hacks and recipes in there, but we really wanted to celebrate each ingredient. So you can kind of, I don't know, like without sounding like a hippie, fall in love with it. And but you do, you, you, you really, if you know something about, if you have a certain kind of uh, literacy or even intimacy with silver beet, <laughs> you're not, you know, you're, you're not going to, uh, you know, you're going to be less likely just to chuck it away. You'll treat yeah, it you're, well. Yeah, you will. Like you respect. Yeah. You respect. It's respect yeah. for the vegetables or yeah. whatever ingredient you have. That you have respect to the whole chicken. And, you know, then making sure that you use every part of it and you know how to use it. And really, we're like, we have, we are not reinventing the wheel here. This is, you know, it's actually kind of old fashioned cooking mm. in a way about being resourceful and being thrifty and and valuing being, and, valuing being and you know, making envi good environmental choices because you kind of have to. Um, but we're trying to give it, I guess, a bit more like less sentimental sentimentality around like pickling mm. and preserving yeah. and being cute and actually giving it kind of a, a more contemporary context for this yeah. kind of eating, I guess, for modern kitchens. Yeah, because one, one of the great things about the, um, when, you, when you are talking about those things like pickling and fermenting is that you're not, you're not talking about, okay, so now you'll be doing that for the next three weeks and then that will be, yeah. you know, 47 more weeks of, um, exactly. of, of a huge, which you need a huge pantry for. It's like, okay, yeah. when you've got half an onion left, why here's don't you do. just, here's what you do. And then you can yeah. use that onion next week yeah. for something else that you might've yeah. gotten from the new pantry, exactly. which I think is, um, yeah, which is absolutely fantastic. And certainly I think every single person listening would a hundred percent remember and probably have that day, if they opened their fridge, they would find a little bit of something that they've saved. Yeah. They don't quite know what to do with. So, um, but they know uh, so it's too good to go in the bin. They know it's going to be. Yeah. I know I can use it for something. And then um, I think the other thing that I thought was great was uh, some of the, the titles for oh. your <laughs> for your recipes. Right. Um, I think it was, uh, was it Wrinkly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wrinkly. Um, There's a wrink, Wrinkly um, Summer, like a Wrinkly Capsicum, Wrinkly Summer Veg Pesto, or like the, yeah. what, the best way to eat tired green beans. Tired green or, beans. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is 
which I love because I, I think more recipes should just be explain what it actually is that you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that when you're like, oh, it's not just like reading through 47 different uh, green bean recipes, but it's like, oh yeah, these are the green beans that have gone a little bit soft. So this, yeah. is, what I, this is what I can do with them. Yeah. I think that's um, reading through the book. That's one of the things I definitely took away the most was that awesome. um, everything that I thought you couldn't eat the rest of, you can 100% eat the rest of or do yeah, something yeah. with. Exactly. And, um, uh, I, I had a bit of a, like a, whoa, mind blown, yeah. <laughs> mind blown situation. Um, I particularly, one of my, the first, one of the first things when I was going through that I really loved was, um, uh, seeing that you can, um, you can make a strawberry curd. Like oh, I was nice. in, and I was like, the strawberry <laughs> curd. I was like, I've made, you know, lemon, orange, yeah. um, passion fruit. I never thought about a strawberry curd. And at the oh, moment, I, strawberries are the thing to be eating right now. If yeah. You, yeah. Certainly if you're in New South Wales. Yeah. And, um, I've been putting them into every single thing I can think of and eating like punnets of them by themselves yeah. and making cakes out of them and stuff. And I was like, what else can I do? And then I was like, what's 10 pages in? And I'm like, well, that's it. That's great. Amazing. So I know <laughs> this weekend I'm like already, yes, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what we've what loved, I'm do with those. We've loved about talking um, with people about the book for now, like, you know, doing all this kind of yes. familiar stuff is the thing that every, the, each different person is attaching to. Mm. Like we spoke to someone this morning who was obsessed with the potato peel chips. Like yes. mind blown. Potato like, peel. Stop talking I, I, about I feel it. so guilty now because we <laughs> made mashed potato. I mean, we don't normally get rid of the peels, but we made mashed potato. Yeah. And we wanted to make creamy mashed potato, so the peels yeah. do not work for that. And then I was like, oh, I threw them away. Now you know. <laughs> now yeah, I know. So next time. Next time, I was like, and it's not just one ingredient. There's not just one recipe for potato peels. There's like a couple of things you can use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the other the other thing that's great is using um, a lot of it was like uh, mango and pineapple and using the skins to yes. make syrups. Yeah. Which yeah. Um, I was like, that is brilliant because again, you just feel like you know you, you use all the flesh and that's fine, and then you just you have these skins that you just if you don't have a you know a big compost heap or somewhere to put things, yeah. then you don't you know, yeah, they go in the bin and you just feel like you're just wasting stuff. So and um, I, I think people would be surprised by how many things they can syrup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And I think what, um, you know, that's, while I said that this is a book that's like sort of before Corner Smith, what we've done is taken a lot of, you know, we've had amazing chefs that have worked with us over the years and really interesting creative people that have worked with us, but tried to pull out the things that could be interesting for home or easy at home and make it all seem... Like, it's not a difficult thing to do. You know, yeah. If, yeah. while you're making a fruit salad, just put some water and sugar and the pineapple skins That's in right. the pot. And in, like, 10 minutes, you've got this delicious syrup that you can have on ice cream next week. So it's just we really wanted the book to kind of be a way for people to just, like, start a different conversation and change their habits in the kitchen rather than... And I think that's how to become a better cook rather than to learn how to make a souffle or whatever. (laughs) And it's definitely a great reference so that if you do have something at home and you're just thinking, oh, I've got this... um, For me, it's always celery. I always have... Interesting. We were just saying (laughs) celery has become the hero of the book. (laughs) Who knew? But it's it's so true yeah, I, I, I had, um, I did, I did know you could do something with celery leaves only because um, there's a, a, a restaurant in Sydney, at Bella Bruda, when they opened, um, yeah. they had this amazing uh, dish of um, like celery leaves, um, yeah. which was so tasty. And I had never tasted something like that. Unfortunately, they didn't leave it on the menu for too long because not enough people were ordering it because Crazy. people just are just not used to it. They just didn't yeah. realize. 
So um, you've got some fantastic uh, recipes for using all of the celery. I mean, we obviously know about the, you know, you can use the middle part of the celery. Yeah. And you know, I think one of the other things that's really great is that you don't, you know, you, you encourage people to where they can, um, you know, be making sure they're using um, the, you know, going to the local greengrocer and going to the, you know, your local um, fishmonger and, and that. But uh, not everyone has that. No. And they're not that close. So you give the, um, you give the reader the best opportunity of, what they should be looking for when they go to the supermarket. Exactly. Yeah. If that's yeah. where they yeah. need to get you things from. still make so. good choices at a supermarket. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that it comes through is that where, can, where you can just buy the whole, if you've got a vegetable, buy the whole thing. Yeah. There's, there's, there's actually more you can do with it and it's more convenient, more economical. Yeah. You know, last, everything will, you can make more recipes out of it rather yeah. than, you know, reduce your plastic. That's yeah, the easiest absolutely. Way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think on that whole vegetable front, that's the thing that we really want people to get behind the most. Like if there's mm -hmm. one thing that you want to do, I think it's eat seasonally and stop buying plastic wrapped fruit and vegetables portions and to stop being afraid of a whole cauliflower or a whole cabbage or a whole bunch of celery or even a whole chicken and do like learn how to cook that thing properly. And I think that's going to, I don't know, like you give yourself a pat on the back at the end of that mm. week when you <laughs> managed to get rid of that entire thing and everything's yep. been delicious. And we were talking before, Jamie and I, about this sort of batch cooking, um, which is not like filling up your fridge with spaghetti bolognese and soup and with this and with that, but learning how to, you know, you might prepare a whole big, um, you know, saute two bunches of silver beet and make that all delicious. And then throughout the week, you kind of got... When you get home from work on a Monday night, you've got the base of a spinach pie or you add coconut milk and chickpeas and you've got curry or you, yep. you know, you kind of throughout the week and then it's, you know, you've used everything and it's about storing it well and knowing how to prepare it to last. And it's all that sort of stuff that I think is probably how our grandmothers and great grandmothers cooked. Yeah, actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're instead very of lucky being like, yeah. Instead of being one night you yeah. eat Thai and then the next night yeah. you, turn, you have Mexican and then yeah. you have, you know, yeah. you've got a whole lot of half packets of stuff that oh yes away. yes that, that's the absolute worst i i definitely i think that we're all we're all we all want to do better and sometimes we just feel it's too difficult and i think this book really really shows that it's not that it's not no no and you just start at one point and then yeah. you know you can delve into it i mean i read it front like front cover to back cover and oh, I actually, I actually, lo I loved reading it because every single, I learned, um, I learned something new about each of the ingredients you talk about. That's so nice. Page. And did that um, make you feel like you liked that ingredient a bit more? Yes, except yeah. maybe rhubarb. I still don't like rhubarb. I'm you sorry. don't like rhubarb. <laughs> I'm sending you some rhubarb jam. You obviously haven't eaten my rhubarb jam yet. <laughs> no, I know. No, I haven't because I don't like rhubarb. So I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's the one thing I don't mind. I like cooking with it. I just I just don't eat the, the things with it. But everything else, um, definitely. And I I've uh, I've as I said I've the strawberry curd is the first thing I'm going to make. But um, there's definitely a few other things that I've uh, earmarked from the book um, for I'm hoping this weekend. Um, the the some of the stories though the one that I had to I just had to mention because I was like uh, about celery in medieval times being. <laughs> Where, where did you... <laughs> you, you maybe everyone else has skipped over that. No, no, no. So, no. so yes, yeah, so we felt like fun facts. Yeah, fun facts. Totally fun facts. <laughs> so Jamie and I also 
not only just like love cooking and love ingredients, but like a little bit of like history nerds, nerds gotcha. when it comes to food. Um, so that was really fun with this book to kind of put some of that knowledge and information and research, not just for ourselves, not to just impress each other. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that the editors left, let us leave that in actually. Yes. So the story is that celery was um, in medieval times considered an aphrodisiac. And so a uh, lust-provoking celery soup was served up <laughs> on the table. And I now regret not putting a recipe for celery soup recipe in the book it. and everyone could go home and have a good time. The next book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it doesn't need to say it's still not an aphrodisiac, so you, there's lots, all the more reason to buy that great big whopping bunch. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, then another thing, um, another um, fun fact Oh, I feel like we could just do a whole thing of fun facts, but um, that I that I I didn't really realise was um, that lentils. You were talking about lentils being one of the first um, sort of uh, things that were grown when moving into modern agriculture and how good yeah. it is for the soil. And so, yeah. it's something that's good for us and good for nature. Eat more lentils, <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I thought was I thought including was really... the peanut, which is a legume as well. Yes. I don't know if you've oh. got the peanut chapter. <laughs> yes, I know. And then the things that are fruits that are not that are not fruits that are vegetables and you oh, know. Oh, I know. There's a whole lot out there. <laughs> but I think that that look. The reason why we wanted to put that information is is not just for fun facts, but you know, even making a decision between two nuts when you're at the supermarket, there's a there's a choice that you're making there as well. So it's kind yeah. of just getting people involved in the agricultural and like you know, our agricultural system is a nightmare. But yeah. there's, there's ways that you can navigate making good choices with every purchase that you make, really. Yeah. And it's about absolutely. having a bit more knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And similarly, when you were talking about rice and talking about, you know, it might seem like you might be throwing away a few cups of something that was very cheap to buy, mm. but actually you're throwing away the water, Enormous you know, how resources. much water yeah. it takes to grow rice and then yeah. also to cook rice. Yeah. So it actually, it's more than just these, you know, small amount of grains. So I think that's yeah. really great to give people... Um, just that little thought, um, but also then a solution. Which yeah, yeah. And so it's right not there. just guilt. You know, it's not exactly. just like naughty, naughty, yeah. naughty, everyone. Yeah, yeah. And really, really easy ways of um, of of doing that. Um, the other the other thing that I I feel like that maybe I should have known this, but that I didn't know was that um, peanut butter. You make your own peanut butter by just getting some peanuts, peanuts. <laughs> and like Who knew? putting it in a food processor. <laughs> So, you know, there's, there's things that if you just have a few, you know, a few tools that you can pretty much, I think a food processor is quite important. It seems to me. And a grater. Yeah. You need a grater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am um, talking about hacks. I, I was quite proud. I'm, I'm notorious for um, grating myself or burning myself or doing anything when I'm just, I don't, I'm not clumsy anywhere else except just in, in the kitchen so much yeah. so that um. I, I'm not, I'm actually banned from using the mandolin, but, um, <laughs> but for the grater, I ended up, I was grating, I was making a carrot cake. And so I was grating the carrots and I was very worried because carrots, you just like great, great, great. And they're, they're so long. And then by the time you get to it, so I put a fork in the end of the, of the carrot and was yep. grating it uh, each way. And I've, I found that I did end up getting a lot more out of it. And then you get really? left with a nice little cube that you can just eat while you're, while you're making the carrot cake. Well so, done. You know, Put that I, on YouTube. Yeah, I know, right? Huge <laughs> <laughs> My husband was looking at me thinking, oh, you're just going to end up ruining the fork and the grater, but I didn't. <laughs> I have your fingers, but well done. That's yeah. really good. I'll try it. Yeah, see, see how you go. 
um, you're probably you know a bit more professional than I am and could probably manage to use uh, to grate uh, a carrot without grating. Your <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. the... <laughs> I, I start screaming when I get down to the dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm just waiting to see, yeah. you know, that nail. Just waiting for the blood, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have, um, both of you, do you have a, a basket um, for, that you've put into the book that would be your sort of either favourite or your kind of go-to? I know that's seasonal, but yeah. let's say for, for, for coming up for the season that we're about to, well, I think yeah. we're technically in spring, right? Because it's hot one day, then cold yeah. the next and all sorts um, of weather. I'm going to say for me, the basket that's got the chicken in it is my like it's quite my go-to yeah um so it's got a chicken in it it's got fennel in it it's got is that the one that's got leeks in it yeah. spend, we spent the whole time going and which basket which was that is it? <laughs> the cauliflower has it got the cauliflower in it and the cauliflower in it they're all ingredients that yeah. um and the berries yes. that i and the oats oh yeah that's my basket yeah <laughs> that's my basket that's yeah basket. um because i feel like it does me really well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like across the board. Um, and so like a good example is that I had both of those things last week, a whole chicken and a whole cauliflower. Sunday, I poached the chicken, um, which is the recipes in the book. And then I just stripped all the chicken off. And then it just kind of sets me up. So on Monday night, we have um, tacos with, you know, and I just heat up some of that chicken with lots of heavy spices and that becomes part of the taco meal. Um, the next night we had a fried rice, I think, and I put chicken in the fried rice. And then I'm start like I'm starting already to move on to the cauliflower. So I would roast a whole lot of that cauliflower. Yep. So some of that goes goes in, and then we kind of move into the rest of the cauliflower for the end of the week. So it's kind of taking these two big ingredients, um, stretching them as far as I can, because a chicken doesn't need to just be one meal. Like I make no. a chicken last our family. I've got a fa- I've got two kids and my partner, so a family of four. One chicken I get three meals out of. Wow. And I'm buying a really good quality chicken, so it's yep. not a cheap chicken. But, like, you know, that is – I can make – that feels really economical for me as well because we don't need to eat the whole bird in one sitting. No, no, um, no, not at all. And then I've still got – and so then it's that after we've had the three meals of the chicken, then the stock, I make stock out of all the scrappy bits, and so then the last day we'll have soup. So, really, I'm actually kind of stretching it into four meals um, and then I've kind of just bought one chicken or one cauliflower and added a few extra bits to it as well. Yeah. And the amazing. cauliflower bake in that, which is where you use the whole thing, is Jamie's recipe. That was my mind blown moment <laughs> as well, where you saute down all the leaves, like all those crazy big leaves, yep. saute them down. They taste so much like cauliflower, it is insane. Like they taste like extra cauliflower. cauliflower. <laughs> They're extra cauliflower. Um, so that becomes the base. And then you use the entire thing. So for all those people who like get veggie boxes and they don't know what's coming and they scream yeah. because they get a whole cauliflower, <laughs> you use it up in one go. One go. And the yeah, kids that's... don't know what on earth yeah. it is. They just think it's so delicious and gobble it all up. And so, you know, and then there's tips for people who, you know, if you've got cauliflower left over, how to pickle it. Um, and then the other thing in that chapter that just is very ha- handy and look for everybody, but parents especially, is you make one big jar of muesli and then very easy muesli, like not fancy muesli. And then it's got every single which way you can with yeah. muesli after that. So you can toast it to turn it into granola. You can soak it to turn it into bircher. You can turn it in the top of an apple crumble. And then there's a homemade muesli bar recipe. And it just all kind of comes out of this one like... One jar. Yeah, can put it all together kind of jar. So 
I, I think that's probably the chapter that I use the most. I feel like Jamie would, you'd have to choose the cabbage. Well, I have to. Uh, <laughs> I, it depends on where, like my mood, which is my favorite um, basket, but I'm half Russian. So I grew up with a whole cabbage being yep. in my home and at all times. At all times. Time. Like, <laughs> I remember being in the cinema with my grandmother and she had a cabbage in her bag. <laughs> Melody. And that's what Jamie's like. She's now her grandmother. <laughs> I am now <laughs> cabbage around. So, but to be able to, and I think, you know, a lot of people are really intimidated to buy something like a whole cabbage. So to have the opportunity to actually break down a cabbage and even say, you know, use 50% of it here, use 20% of it over here. Um, and then in a week or so, the whole thing has been eaten it's, it's, and it's you've gone. had yeah. some meals. You've made sauerkraut, which I'm a fermenter, so obviously I want to share that with um, the world. Is a great pleasure because um, buying a whole cabbage is should, should be should be part of everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the chapter that has um, the sausages, which again, like Alex talking about the chicken. Um, this was another, this was my genius, uh, you know, my aha moment in the book, which was Alex bought just a couple of sausages and turned them into tiny, tiny meatballs. Meatballs, yeah. And they, fed, you know, two sausages can feed a family of four. And I think, you know, it really exemplified how, how to reduce your meat without reducing any flavor. flavor. Or, or giving anything or up. Or giving anything yeah. up. Yeah. Sausages, I, people buy sausages and they're not going to stop buying sausages. But, you know, Alex's stroke of genius was, well, rethink the sausage yeah. and how to eat it. Mm. Um, and I've, I don't think I've ever... You, talk, you still, she, Jamie talks about that at least once a week. Oh, really? <laughs> Those little baby sausages, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. genius. <laughs> they should be a little, sh I need a big, I need a shaper with holes big enough to get the sausages to come out. <laughs> and they would sprinkle it over everything. <laughs> Yeah, little tiny, tiny sausage meatballs are definitely, um, are definitely one of, one of my favourite things. And as, as, as you're saying, you know, it's not about getting rid of, um, you know, all meat. It's just about being more judicious with it and, um, yeah, yeah. and you know, make, making it Thoughtful. last, last yeah. longer. Yeah, which is yeah. Good, for, good, for, good for the environment and good for us and certainly yeah. good for our waistlines, particularly all of us that have been, yeah. you know, going through this year as we, as we have been. Um, yeah, how, how have you guys found writing this book? I think you, you started it, I'm assuming, you know, some time ago, but like finishing it off this year and wow, yeah, everything's so we, been going on. Um, we got to, um, I think with lockdown just began and we had just hit editing point. Ooh. So it was like, in some ways, it was not a bad thing because no. we were just trapped at our computers, freaking yeah. out at home. <laughs> not, I mean, freaking out about COVID and the yeah. world. Homeschooling. Yeah. Homeschooling and yeah. editing, yeah. And editing, was, yeah. Well... <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. Maybe make that a like could make that a you know an English project yeah. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, you just sit here and edit this book for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so look, it's been a very big time, and obviously being in hospitality um, during COVID mm. has been really difficult. Um, we, I feel very very grateful, should I say, to the community support that we have had during this time, and you know, so many people still coming to support us at the cafe people buying our pickles online, so many people buying, you know, pre-ordering the book and like all of that stuff just gives so much support to small businesses who are struggling at that time and without our amazing customers, 
we wouldn't have got through. And I think, you know, we've been really big believers in supporting our community for a really long time. And it felt like we got that back. That back. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like all that hard work that we put in, um, you know, the tables have turned and I, I feel very well supported by our local community. Well, actually bigger than our local community, but, you know, Cornersmith fans um, have, have had our back. So we've got, we're going to get through this time, which is, you know, not all hospitals going to. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, thankful, grateful, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's really that's really um, really great to hear because you know as there, as it is such a you know a terrible time for everyone, it is really still good to hear some good news um, good news yeah. stories as well. And um, yeah. and I think everyone everyone needs that in their lives too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, end with uh, just one one more question, um, which is um, if. If you could only make, this is a really hard, I mean, you've kind of already answered with the, the basket thing, but if out of this book, you could only make one more recipe for the rest of your life, and that's what you had to, I've been watching too much hypothetical, and that's what you had to eat every day. Do we have to feed the children or can we just... Yeah. No, 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 don't worry about, the kids can survive, they can look <laughs> after themselves. Well, give them just you personally, <laughs> what would you... Um, what do I love Ooh. the most? Oh, so that's very hard. I know it's a really hard question. It's not really a very fair question. No, um, no everything is delicious. Not when we love everything. So exactly. Much. Oh, so same as me. So like, I couldn't pick one, but I'm We're the one asking the question. Busy. So, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. Oh, I changed my mind. I'm like, like Jenny said, like we're very mood. Like our mood, like yeah. takes everything. Okay, so then maybe I'll change the question. What, like I've told you what I'm going to make this weekend. So you're going to make what, a strawberry curd. Yes, yeah. And I know that you've, what you've made during this week, but what's yeah. your, what are you looking forward to making yes, next week? What are you looking then, maybe? forward to again? Well, I'm going to say um, because summer is around the corner. Yep. Um, and that means that I have not really had a tomato for a long time. Yes. Um, right. Because I try to only eat. When they're actually in season. Tomatoes yeah. taste pretty average in the cooler months. So I am very much looking forward to the tomato chapter. There's a tomato rice in there that's super easy and really, really delicious. And I will also be probably making every day, oh no, once a week, let's, let's be. <laughs> um, the, just the basic tomato passata, which is uh, the, you use it for everything really. Everything. Um, and it's a great one to use up if your tomatoes are a bit average or you've let them sit for too long or whatever it yep. is. Um, I would not live on that. That would not be my choice to live on. No, no, no. But that would be your life very stuff. easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair so, enough. Yeah, that. If I was just me by myself, I'm going to, I feel like I'm maybe going to make something mushroom. That delicious mushroom, mushroom chapter. The, the big mushroom, the batch of mushrooms. The mushroom bolognese yep. and the mushroom pot. Oh, yeah. But my kids like gag every time they see a mushroom, so I might just be longing for something <laughs> that you can't have every day. Yeah. Um, I'm almost, eat everything. I want to eat everything. I'm also drawing a blank. But last week was my week of the pilaf. Ah. Oh. <laughs> party, and I made the pilaf, and I was yep. like, "This is good." <laughs> and she served it with the tiny sausage meatballs. Yeah, of course, of course. That's a dinner party, <laughs> so I ate. <laughs> and I brought the leftovers for our work for lunch. And then a couple of days later, I had another friend who was coming over for dinner and I had to feed like six people. And I was like, I guess I'm still like that pill off again. <laughs> and, those, and those tiny sausage meatballs again. <laughs> so I think I'm trapped in a bit of a groundhog day. Pill off. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I just want to, I want to um, volunteer pillar <laughs> everybody's weekend. <laughs> but I also, I also think the thing that I, I, and I get so annoyed because the book's so handy and I kind of get <laughs> with ourselves that it's so handy, but I have just put on a batch of um, the pineapple skin soda that is in there, which is one of Jamie's recipes, which is a fermented soda where you use the pineapple skin and it's bubbling away and it's all really yeah. successful and it's going to be delicious. And I send Jamie photos and like, how much do you hate me? Like I'm actually <laughs> using everything. I'm using it all and it's working. <laughs> and if you get some white rum, it may, it's even better. <laughs> Maybe not that for your kids either, but um, <laughs> yeah, just keep that for yourselves. Well, thank you both so very much for um, sharing with us. Um, your uh, insights and uh, telling us all about this amazing book, which um, for everyone listening, you can pre-order now at booktopia.com.au. Um, please do. You will not be disappointed. I am so excited to be able to have an advanced copy so I can cook from it for everyone else. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and um, if you would like to listen to uh, any other episodes of our podcast, you can do so for free on our SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you so much, uh, Alex and Jamie. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.